we're back with Handbook for Mortals. We're still on chapter 15. The Tower. And there's like 21 chapters. Yeah. This chapter is just so fucking long. Take it away, Asaya. Do we, do we need a recap at all? Um, recap. Uh, everything went fucking crazy. Uh, Zaid performed chaos magic. Everything went wrong. The stunt was terrible. We went on a tangent of things that were far more interesting this, than this again. We also discussed how to stay safe during the lightning storm. Yes, we did. I feel like that is the best takeaway. Yes, we did. Uh, also... They cut out the Bukaki scene, but they Riley did. totally pulled a little Nos X and, like, stripped all the way down. <laughs> Sherpa pulled down his way to the ground. You know, at least and, that, at least that would have been fun. And where we last left off, Zaid had lost consciousness. You know, there's this really good TikTok from one of my favorite TikTokers about how uh, it's a... It's a Marine finding out what war crimes are. <laughs> so he's in hell and he's like, oh, so that's what a war crime is. And then, like, it, like, you just hear, like, Lil Nas X going down the pole, like, off screen. <laughs> Hold on, now I gotta find it. Oh, I'll pause it. Solid. Solid. But now on to the story. Quite the cliffhanger we left off at. Everything went black. Mm-hmm. I wish it stayed that way. Right. But it didn't. No. That's the last thing I personally remembered from that day. Probably because you were fucking unconscious. Yep. <laughs> Later, after I'd had some time to rest, I pulled out the memories of what everyone else saw and what happened. When you pull out memories using magic and not your dick. God damn it. <laughs> Wait, so this just spoils it. It does. We know she's gonna be okay. Yeah. Boo. They pretty much feel. Oh, wait, do you know what this reminds me of? No. This is the first time I think I'm going to bring up Sonic Chew on the podcast. Oh my god. <laughs> We're not going to talk about anything that's happened recently, but it makes me think of his writing style, or her writing style, their writing style, and how they basically spoiled, like- Maya. They- what? Let's call this person what they are. A monster? Trash. A monster. Trash. They're a monster. You know what? I would- I would rather take trash over this thing. They're a monster, though. The author is for what they've done. Yeah. Yeah. We're not gonna talk about it. No. But, um, basically, they kept spoiling the sto their own story by getting rid of all the tension, like, saying, like, oh, yeah, this will happen later, but, yeah, that's what it reminds me of. I just compared Lainey Serum to Christen Christine Weston Chandler. This was a day that I never thought would happen. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Mm. But I'm gonna leave it alone. Yes, we are. Um. They pretty much feel like they are your memories, but you're also seeing yourself from that other point of view. So other body experience. Yes. Third person POV. Yep. Third person shooter, if you must. Yeah. 
<laughs> God damn it. In this case, because people were scattered around at the end of the show, it took pulling several different people's memories to get the full picture of what had happened that day. Zade, you were a fucking idiot and didn't use electrical safety. That's what happened. You're also being an idiot and using chaos magic. Yeah. Which there, there's, re there's really no way to defend yourself here. You but idiot. she's going to. Yep. Mac was apparently the next major presence on the scene. After completely leaving the theater during the show, he can't do that. He did. He left. He broke the rules. Mac! Yeah. You are an idiot! You're a fucking idiot. Is she gonna try to blame him for the safety issues that he didn't know anything about? We'll see what happens. Yeah, we will. That was a genuine question. That wasn't me alluding to something. Yeah. Um... He had finally come back into the venue just as the commotion was at its peak, and heard that someone had gotten hurt. His own intuition must have kicked in, because he instantly knew it was me. It's just his dick tangling. Yeah. You know, I don't know any relationship that can honestly do that unless it's like a parent. Well, Saya, I know whenever you're being a hoe. That's different. True. My parents don't have that intuition. No, they don't. Thankfully. <laughs> yeah, that would keep them up at night. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna crinkle for a second. Okay, not allowed. Can you give me a little light? Just open the curtain a little bit. My no. eyes. My eyes are hurting. Thank you. Because he instantly knew it was me. Hoping he was wrong, he pushed his way through the crowd, panicking. What the hell happened, Mac? Asked everyone. You weren't here. You abandoned us. You left the cult for like five minutes. Frantically and this is what trying happened. to get some answers. I was literally taking a piss. I was taking a piss in a smoke break, you jackasses. He finally saw me and pushed in toward where Tad and Zeb were holding me and keeping me from choking on my own blood. She's vomiting. She's spewing up blood? What the hell kind of injury could cause that? All Other than, you know, what... All I can think of is Sectum Sempra from Harry Potter. What's that? Um, it's a spell that literally, like, shreds you. Fair enough. Other than, you know, an internal injury. Yeah. Stabbing. <laughs> I don't know. I looked over. She just collapsed and started bleeding. Tad said at a complete loss. Out of her mouth? Like, specific. SPECIFY! What the fuck is going on? Where are the EMTs? Shouldn't there be, like, EMTs just in the show already? It can be a very intense sign of a... <coughs> a liver-related death if you are bleeding from your orifices. Yeah. But I was gonna say, like, shouldn't there be, like, EMTs already just on the set or something? Especially be. if there's, like, stuff like this going on? Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, if it's, like, it's dangerous... It's a safety issue. Yeah, it's a safety thing. So this show is obviously um, not up to code with safety. No. Not like we didn't know that, though. Mac instantly grabbed me and pulled me towards himself, not bothering to check for injury. 
getting blood all over his shirt. You know what else that is? A freaking uh, hazardous biohazard. Right? You're not allowed to touch anyone who is bleeding. Yep. You're supposed to coach them through how to stop it, if they're able to. Mm -hmm. But if you touch someone who is bleeding, you risk your own safety if they have a bloodborne illness. Yep, like... That's why you're not supposed to. Like HIV. HIV, hepatitis... Uh, all versions of hepatitis. Yep. Um... Couple others in there. There's other stuff in there that we can't think of right now, but... Another thing that comes to mind with it is, uh... Fuck. No, I just know how serious it is to this extent, just because I, I just remember an episode of CSI New York... Or like one of the characters, uh, she didn't know if she had accidentally come into con, like she did come into contact with um, HIV infected blood, but she didn't know if she got it mm -hmm. in her by accident at all. And I just remember an episode where one of her coworkers was like, um, something happened and she had to perform mouth to mouth. Yep. And she was panicking because she thought like her her gums had bled that morning. Yeah. So like. She didn't know if she accidentally spread it, but she wasn't aware if she had it or not yet because she was still waiting on the test yeah. result. So yeah, that just proves how date like that. This was also an episode on Criminal Minds where the firefighter got a, a bloodborne illness and was dying from saving homeless people as a firefighter, and yeah. started killing homeless people because that was his way of dealing with it. Oh yeah, yeah. Very two different things. Very two different things, but it's like, you know, it's prominent it, enough. That, yeah, no, Lainey Sarah, I'm just, she's just an idiot. Continue. Tad said at a complete loss, he was distraught, shattered. Mac was waiting for more answers, but Tad didn't have any, so he just shrugged. I turned around and she... She, uh, she just collapsed in my arms, Zeb offered, still stunned with glazed eyes. He seemed somewhat upset that I was hurt, which surprised me. Maybe he didn't hate me after all. We already know that. We already had this fucking conversation. Why does it matter? Because bullshit reasons, that's why. Poor Riley couldn't talk as tears began to well in his eyes and he began to hyperventilate. He had so much cum in his ass from the bukkake. Yes. That they had to cut, but they still practiced for some reason. He didn't have anything to add as far as information went. Zeb grabbed him and let him lean on him as he started to collapse on the floor. Yeah, you keep your people in check. Well, now um, I ship Zeb and Riley. Keep your people in check in, a, in, an, uh, in an event like this. Everyone's just freaking out, passing out. Turn it all around. That's what it's all about. Yeah, just like how you know, one, like you need more doctors in a, more doctors and nurses in a delivery room in case the father faints and falls on the floor. Yeah. To take care of him. That's why you just don't have him. In the <laughs> exactly. He's gonna fucking faint. Like we can't. It's like no, no fainters allowed. You pussy. God damn it, Riley. The paramedics arrived and rushed over with their bags and equipment and started working on me. Little did they know that what was happening to me wasn't anything they had ever seen before. Zane, you are fucking electrocuted! 
That's pretty much it. Yep. Um, also, Stop why do it. We, why do we have to have it happen here? This is just so... This isn't interesting. This is just going through the motions. She's going to end up in the hospital. Have her just be in the hospital I already. mean, don't you think you would have prepared for this rehearsing hundreds of times? No. That would be the smart thing. That would be the smart thing. But we've established that they're not smart. There would be no answers to my sudden collapse from anyone from this world. The first guy made sure my airway was clear and put an oxygen mask over my nose and mouth while his partner was checking my vitals. Her airway would not be clear. Because there's blood. She, yes. she has like an intubator yep. in there. They're probably going to have to trach her. Yeah, she'd have to have something put in her to like clear her airways because like if she is bleeding from her mouth, it's not going to stop easily, especially if they think it might be internal bleeding. Yeah, that's why I said they're probably going to have to trach her because an intubation is going to go into the airway as well, which yeah. would definitely not be clear. Yeah. The only way you're going to get a clear one is if you uh, either do a trach or I've seen... Uh, I've seen one where you're like with have you have you encountered what they do when somebody like collapses a lung? Um, don't they like They gotta relieve the pressure, so you have to Oh they yeah. They do a thing there. My dad's heard it. Ugh. Yeah, he said he's never heard a person scream like that in his life. Ooh. So Yeah. yeah. If you have any inclin like my dad is a pretty He's a pretty tough guy. Yeah. But what I'm getting at is that, Lainey, you don't know how to explain this scene. Just have it start at the hospital. Just have it be at the hospital. Just have it... You don't have to go into the exact details for something like this. In this exact moment, all you have to say... All you really need is, like, you could have started the next paragraph or even the next fucking chapter with Mac bursting into the hospital after hearing that Zade was hurt. That would have been far more, like, dramatic. It would. Yeah. Tell me what happened, shouted the first paramedic to no one in particular. Paramedics do not shout. No, they don't. They don't. First responders do not shout. They don't shout, and the thing is, this is a thing that you have to do. If you want answers, you say a specific thing to someone. <laughs> like, you, you with the... You with the whatever, like, you name off a characteristic, what happened? And they don't shout it. Sometimes they won't even ask people on the scene because they're too... Trying to save a life. Now, because everyone is reacting so differently, you're not going to get a straight answer that's no, going to be not. helpful in any situation. So they're probably not even going to ask. No, they're just going to do what they need to do to If get she's her. bleeding out of her mouth... That's bad. Oh, yeah. Like, you're not going to stop and ask questions. Oh, yeah. You're going to stabilize for transport. Stabilize for transport. They might have to, I don't know, either A, get them into the ambulance or, if it's serious, airlift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's more utilized, obviously, in, like, areas where... There's, like, very... Like, it wouldn't happen in Las Vegas. Like, you'd have someone airlifted from somewhere to <laughs> Vegas, probably. But... Yeah. Or if the nearest emergency facilities are not equipped to deal with the problem. Oh, yeah. So. 
I'd assume that a place like Vegas, they'd have like a big enough hospital where. Uh, some yeah. injuries are too extensive to be dealt with. Yeah. At a decent amount of medical centers. Yeah. That's why there's like specialist places, yeah. and that's why they airlift them to specialists. But since we don't know what's wrong, they still have to diagnose what ha what the fuck happened. So again, this is just going to be stabilized for transport. This is, you know, pretty serious. Yep. And again, this could have just started up at the hospital. Tad, the calmest person with the most answers in the immediate vicinity, was the first to respond. We don't know. We had just finished the show. Something must have happened right at the end. Because she finished the final illusion but didn't make it out to take her bow. She reached Zeb right before she passed out and started bleeding. So we just got an entire recap of the yeah. last paragraph. Cool. Too long of an answer. Too long of an answer. They just probably say, I don't know. They probably already got her on the, you know, the board. You just have to say, I don't know. They'll ask the finer detailed questions later, but just, I don't know. Also, we don't know. We don't know specifically. Why are there only two here with, what? They called an ambulance. They, they called an ambulance. They There's usually three. Two in the back, one to drive. The one who's driving is probably still in the ambulance, I don't know. Usually they come with. Okay. Yep. This person obviously doesn't. Well, Lainey Sarum doesn't know how this is done, apparently. Depending on the emergency. True. You will have multiple responders. That is true, too. Police, fire. fire department. Assuming, you know what, they, the police and the fire department would probably be there, too, because it's at a big venue mm -hmm. so it's like when you're just hearing like something happened to someone they don't know specifically what happened and if the person on the other end was frantic you're gonna get everyone fucking responding we don't know how many people are potentially affected we don't know what the fuck is going on mm -hmm. so yeah laney serum just have it pick up in the hospital that's all you need that's all you needed everything else is just bullshit it's expired whipped cream no signs of external trauma. Must be something internal. The first paramedic said to his partner, let's get her to the hospital. That's not how they communicate. That's not how they communicate. Let's get her on a bus. Let's get her ready for transport. They speak in medical jargon. Yeah. It's like their own fucking so they, language. So they don't scare the people on site. Yeah. Because obviously a regular ass person is not equipped to deal with the trauma of what could have potentially happened to someone they care about. Yeah, they're just gonna speak medical jargon at each other. It's like when Marines yell hoorah. At yeah. Each other. Hoorah, 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 hoorah. Just like, um, I know I've told this story on the podcast. They didn't tell the parents of the kid who suffered internal decapitation that he suffered internal decapitation until they had already fixed it. Yeah, because it's like, you don't want to make them fucking panic. The only time they said it was when they had x-rayed him and figured out exactly what it was. But they had already gotten him to the hospital. They didn't say anything about it on scene. Yeah. But yeah, we're just um, explaining how she got everything wrong and how yep. stupid it is. And it's stupid. In the compiled memories of the day, I saw Mac and Tad... Let go of me so the paramedics could pick me up and get me on their gurney. It's no! Not a gurney. A gurney is what you put a corpse on. It is. 
They also wouldn't pick her up by hand. No, they'd have. She's gonna be on a. They would have had her on the floor already. They would have had her on the board. They would have had her on the board, but no, she wouldn't be being held up still while they try to like examine her. Yeah. They would have had her yep. already on the floor, on the board. Put her down. You have to move away. Yeah, that's what they would have done. They would have, again, done what they could to try and get her to, like, to get her airways clear. They would have probably traked her. Yep. And they would have had her on the board. And they would have, like, picked up the board, slid her onto the, what is it called exactly? It's like a... Uh, stabilization board or something. I mean, like, the thing that they actually put her on, like, you know, the wheelie bed. The wheelie bed? Oh, I don't know. Just call it the wheelie bed. The wheelie bed. It's not a gurney. No, it's not, because you can sit up on it. It goes from, you know, sitting up to laying down for necessary... Oh, wait, a gurney is what a wheeled stretcher used for transporting hospital patients. Yeah, hospital gurney, gurney medical, there's different types of gurneys. It's called a gurney. I just associate the word gurney with, a. Uh, no, because we because we don't know what happened, she would have most likely been put on a stabilization board. Put onto a medical gurney because yeah. that's what they would have had. Like they would have had it down. Like they would have had the bed thing down the board. Put her on the bed yep. thing. Have it boosted up so they can easily transport her from the area to the ambulance, and go on from there. Yep. Blood was still oozing out of my mouth and trickling onto the floor. Yeah, that's, her airways aren't clear. That's a lot. Yeah, they also probably would have shouted something about blood transfusion. Mac leaned down and kissed me on the forehead. He's not allowed to be that close. No, they would have been, like, ushering people away. Also, would have been trying to figure, like, would have tried to be getting, like, some O-negative blood in there to get her some, because they probably don't know what her blood type is. Uh, blood pressure cuff, heart monitor. They would have be getting her into all of this because it sounds like she's losing a lot of blood. They would have be trying to communicate. We this. don't know how long it took for first responders to arrive. I guess it took Mac faster to get back there than it took them to get there. I don't know. What hospital are you taking her to? I'll meet you there. Mac asked as he slowly backed away. I'm sorry, but... He would have... They would have tackled this dude at this point. Yeah. Like, no, they would have been telling... Like, again, officers would have been there trying to get them away. Mm -hmm. Trying to contain the scene. Like, get away. Let them do their job. Oh, my God. This is... If you don't know how something is done, don't write it. No. Just have it happen. Again, this is like the perception of a teenager who's writing a fan fiction. It's not even that dramatic because we I guess we just know how this is done. So many crime true crime shows. That just, and your mom's a nurse. My mom's a nurse. My aunt was an ER nurse. My mom's sister. Mm -hmm. Um I dated a paramedic. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, all the military guys I've been with, they have field experience. Yeah. Um, so, this one I didn't know, but if people are aware of the service members we unfortunately lost, you'll see that a Navy corpsman was one of them. Marines don't have their own medics. It's a Navy corpsman. Army does. I think Air Force does as well. So these are people trained to give emergency medical services in a war zone. 
I don't know if anyone on this channel has ever seen any sort of rendition of it. I've never had it described to me, nor do I want to. Um... But it's pretty vulgar. Yeah. And again, as I'm saying, it's like, if you don't know how it's properly... If you don't know... She doesn't have to go into this much detail no. over it. She can literally just... Again, Mac at the hospital. Zade is... Like, if you, if you really want to know some crazy shit, my mom knows how to trach someone with a pen. Because that's how someone could end up saving your life. Yep. You can also... There's literally shows about, like, nurses and doctors' experiences in the ER and mm -hmm. stuff. You can look up stuff easily, actually. Yeah. It feels like she, ha she didn't Google anything. No. <laughs> These are all things that can easily be fixed with Google. Um, my grandma's sister... The reason I said something about liver disease, um, my grandma's sister's husband died like this. Uh, for uh, the same I can go with um with my aunt who passed away this year. She uh mm -hmm. had a yeah her liver was shutting down because alcoholism and same same death. Yeah, and over, like, the years of this happening, she would have, like, blood coming from her nose. Yep. And other, like, orifices. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a sign that your liver is shutting down, folks. Yeah. Everything can, like, even if it's supposed to be some sort of mystical trauma or whatever, it can still be easily broken down via science. It's not just, your body's science just- Science and personal experience- the thing is, it's like, even though this was caused by magical lightning, you're still going to have things that happen to you internally mm -hmm. that can be easily described. And yes, they can't tell you, tell right off the bat what happened internally, but they're still going to be That's like... That's not what a paramedic's job is. Their, their job isn't to diagnose what happened. Their, their job, job is, is to, to fucking save you. To sta save you, stabilize you, transport you to the ER. Yeah. If you need, like, to a hospital if you yes. need it. Oh, yeah, no, I... Oh, wait, I forgot my other first-hand experience with this, actually. Oh. Um, this happened to me at... I told you about the guy who had a stroke. Yes. Yeah, no, when I was working at GameStop... No, he had a seizure. He had a seizure. Oh, yeah, not a stroke. A seizure. Two different things. He had a seizure. Um, we literally... Like, it took two seconds before we, like... Like, we realized this happened. Two seconds later, my boss is on the phone calling paramedics. Mm -hmm. We're getting all of that out there. We aren't touching him. Because we're not supposed, you're not supposed to touch him. No. You're not supposed to, like, do anything. No. And it's like... The only thing you're supposed to do is if someone's unconscious and they're laying on their back, you have to turn them onto their side. Yeah. He was... If they have not injured themselves. We weren't, sh like, we were pretty sure that he hit his head going down because it's a pretty hard, like, floor. Yep. So then you wouldn't touch him. And <laughs> the fact that he was, like, still, like, convulsing on the floor as well. It's like, you're not supposed to touch him. I watched his face turn pale and his lips turn blue. It was terrifying. And the ironic thing is, he was supposed to go see the doctor the next day. For the condition? Yeah. Oh my god. And the thing is, like, paramedics Did got... Did he have epilepsy? We don't know. Like, okay. we don't know, like, the basics, but we just know, like, uh, we had first responders come in, uh... He didn't need the board or anything, but they did offer, like, to take him to the ER because he did regain consciousness. Okay. He did not know where he was. A lot of... A lot of medical stuff is 
dramatized, dramatized. I know. Yeah. But it's, it was so just, again, it was only like, I think it was like uh, first responders and I think maybe a cop. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I can't remember all the details. His wife later came in. What really bothered me is the fact that we just stayed open after that when I'm like, yeah, I don't know. And it's like we had to lock the front door because like we can't have people coming in yeah, here. Exactly. Because it's like I was just like, I don't know what to do because I've never been trained for this. But it's like all I know is like we're not supposed to touch him, we're not supposed to touch him, we're not supposed to touch him. It's all I kept thinking is like we're not supposed to touch him. No, with something like if she's bleeding out of her mouth and you haven't seen any clear trauma or they're vomiting and they go unconscious. You have to turn them on their side. Yeah, that that's pretty much so it. So they don't drown on their own Vomit or flood, fluids. yeah. But yeah, that's basically experiences that I've had with, like, situations like this. It's not pretty. Sunrise. They have a trauma unit, the second paramedic advised, but she doesn't have any trauma. We don't know what's happening. No. They would just take her to the ER. Yeah. Then she'd be diagnosed. I'm like, then... if anyone's seen fucking trauma... It's trauma. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, I, I think Charles should go to the trauma unit for the giant right. spike of wood that went through his thigh. I've asked certain paramedics what is the worst injury they have ever seen. That's trauma. Oh. Holy shit. shit. I don't think about it. Just keep yeah. reading. They weren't even that gross. Like, just keep reading. I'm going with you, Charles quickly asserted, speaking for the first time since I'd passed out. He won't be allowed to. Not unless he identifies himself. Mac glared at Charles for a moment, but realized it wasn't the time or place to argue about anything at all. Mac relented. Well, let's go then. They both wouldn't be allowed in the ambulance. They're not going in the ambulance. Mac said he'd meet them there, so they're going. But if Charles did identify himself and his relation yeah. to her, he could go. He could in the ambulance. If they're, you know, not going to be need to be need to be moving around. You know what? This would actually have been a good moment to reveal the things that we know. Yeah, it would. Yeah. He had turned to leave, but Tad called out, Hey, Mac, before you go. Mac turned back around quickly and looked directly at Tad. Yeah, Tad. Tad quickly told him what I had said. Not sure if this is important, but right before she passed out, she mumbled to call her mom. Tell that to the officer! Tell that to the paramedics, tell that to whoever's asking, like, or just, like, give the information to the cops, because they'll call her mom. You can't just have random people calling! Yeah. Oh my god! Tell me you don't know anything about an emergency situation without telling me you don't know anything about an emergency situation. Lady Sarah will go first. Yeah. I'll check on you all in a bit. Tad will. <laughs> Mac nodded, knowing he didn't even have my mother's number, had never spoken to her, and wasn't sure my mom even knew about him. Then the hospital will call. Yep. That is what they are supposed to do. Uh, okay. I'll deal with that later, Mac responded before giving Tad a weak smile. 
and turning again to walk out. Mac remembered that Charles was coming with him, and the annoyed look on his face returned, but he allowed Charles to follow him to his car. You wouldn't even have time to feel annoyed. No. You wouldn't. No. Again, Mac is kind of a douche. Mm -hmm. They're all kind of douchebags. Zeb and Tad both had blood all over their clothes, and there was even blood pooled on the floor. How much blood did she fucking lose? Oh my god. Your airway's definitely not clear. If there is a pool of blood on the floor that we cannot identify the source of other than your mouth. Yeah, no, this is fucking... Just keep going. We're just, like, we're just gonna keep getting angrier because... We don't need these details. Just get to the hospital already. Riley stood there, just staring at the floor, pretty shaken and distraught, as everyone started to disperse. Riley couldn't take his, his eyes away from the red pool of blood. It reminded him too much. Say it. <sighs> Say it. It reminded him too much of all those days where he had to go raw. Mm-hmm. It wasn't pretty. That was gonna be my... <laughs> They didn't have enough lube. It was torture. You know, the creepiest thing about a lot of emergencies is that if they happen on, like, a, any, at any sort of place, obviously, if you don't know a private company to come do it, you have to clean it up yourself. Oh, yeah. No, like, this is a thing where if it happens at your own home, you have to clean it up yourself. Yep. So, they're the ones who are going to have to clean it up after the police are done. Because mm -hmm. there's going to be a fucking investigation. Yeah. OSHA's going to be coming in. Charles, your show is at stake. Come on, Riley. Why don't you come help me and Zeb get cleaned up? She's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And by cleaned up, we know what we mean. Yes. Hey. All this, all this scariness really got me turned on, Riley. <laughs> God, Tad, you were once sick, motherfucker. <laughs> Tad assured him as best he could. Tad didn't really need it need help to get cleaned up, but he knew but knew he shouldn't just leave Riley standing there. Especially with his butt looking so perky like mm -hmm. that. Oh my god. Oh my god. He didn't quite sound like the usual confident Tad, and worry had crept over his face. Yeah. Just like his boner had erected so far. He's like, oh my god, I should, like, collect all this blood to put more into my boner. Oh my god! I'm sorry. Quit getting all, like, Hellraiser on me, man. Sorry. This is, this is what the... This, Saya! <laughs> Saya! 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 Oh, man, Hellraiser is a classic. I know, but it's also, like, a lot of sadomasochism. So much sadomasochism. I was like, you know, for a movie called Hellraiser, there's sure not a lot of Hellraised in that uh, movie. I think that's just what they that's what they called it for the theatrical release, because it is based off of a book that the author, like, mm -hmm. the director made, wrote, and I, hold on, keep reading, I'll come up with the... Uh, he added, sounding like he was telling himself as much as Riley. Zeb finally looked down, noticing he was covered in blood and in an and in an almost daze followed after the others. The original, like, the book that Hellraiser's based off of is The Hellbound Heart. Gotcha. That sounds a lot better. Sounds so much more interesting. Yeah. They, okay, actually, fun fact, um, in Dead by Daylight, they added 
Pinhead as one of the killers, and he's just the Cenobite. Nice. And uh, he's apparently really OP. I haven't gone up against him yet, but we'll see. Uh, the last... I haven't played in a while. It's a really fun game, and I think yeah, It's actually um, cross-play compatible. Ooh. So if you, like, ever decide you want to get it for your Xbox, you okay. could actually play with me and some of my friends. Yes. The memories I pulled from everyone were hard for me to sift through, which is not to say they were hard to see because they were memories of me being sick, and not because I have no memory of any of the situation or where I was, but because of how upset the people I loved were at that moment. I heard nothing. Me neither. Nothing stuck to my brain. Empty head, no thoughts. Feeling the pain they felt as I combed through their deepest thoughts was incredibly hard for me. How the fuck can she do this? Right? This, this is, again, this is only inserted in there for plot convenience. But I needed to know what happened during the time I was gone, so I kept sifting. I was trying to find out what happened after the theater and the hospital, but since no one I was close to was with me in the ambulance, I had to admit that it would be a bit harder to find those memories. I had to assume that not much happened that was important, to me at least. So I skipped trying to pull those moments, which seemed to be more work than they were worth. Instead, I focused on the memories of the people I knew. The next collection of thoughts I could pull were from Mac and Charles on the ride to the hospital, basically at the same time that I was in the ambulance. Aside from watching Mac drive, there wasn't much to learn. They mostly sat in silence on the way to the hospital. Then why did we need to fucking hear about this? We didn't. Luckily, Sunrise Hospital was only a mile or two from the casino. From what I could tell, Charles was too upset and nervous to notice how cold Mac was acting. Okay, you are both suffering a trauma! Uh, brain dumb, stupid, writing, make brain dumber. If Charles noticed any weird emotions at all, he seemed to chalk them up to Mac being upset about me. They got to the hospital right after the ambulance, but had to wait to be brought back to the intensive care waiting area? That's a totally different area! Yeah. Also, soft. Thank you. Soft. I'm just covering the book. I made Saya a blanket for her birthday, and it is soft and made with love. Everybody only thinks that the ICU is a place where you go when you're dying? No. No. It's where you go after surgery! Yeah. There's a lot of reasons you can end up there. There's also a lot of different places where you can end up in the hospital itself, yeah. depending on what's going on. I feel like she'd be in the ER for a while, but they would probably get her to her own room if it's bad enough. Well, if she's going in... Or for... they'd have her in... They'd have her, like, going in for x-rays, um, probably going if in... If she is supposedly experiencing trauma, you're gonna go into surgery right away. Oh, yeah, no, like, if it's That's... internal trauma, they're gonna be, like, opening you up. Mm-hmm. Identify the problem. Stop it. Yeah. That's only what... That's going to be their first thing. So, yeah, she's going into surgery, but she's not, I guess. I don't know. Probably not. Who knows? Who knows? As I compared their memories, two things were consistent. 
You could cut the tension with a knife. And the pain they both felt for me was so strong, it was pretty unbearable. Finally, they were brought to the waiting room, and both were anxious to get some kind of update from a doctor. They cannot tell you. Nope, because you're not an emergency contact. You're not an emergency contact, and you are not married, you are not related. Nope. Even if you are... There's still, like, 90,000 hoops to jump through. Yep. Especially if you're an adult. I wonder if she actually has an emergency contact on anything. Yeah, we don't know that. Yeah, we don't know if it's her mom, because then the hospital would contact her mom. Finally. Oh, wait, I already read that. Mac was sitting, but not very still. He fidgeted every couple of seconds. It shifted. I'm in... I'm in my own fort. This is my fort. And shifted in his chair constantly. Charles was pacing back and forth and kept hoping to see someone head their way to tell them something. Anything. No. 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 That's gonna break some HIPAA. Oh yeah, it will. HIPAA procedure. HIPAA. You don't want to break it. No. After what, to them, felt like an eternity, an older looking man with deep lines around his eyes and a look of someone who never got enough sleep walked into the waiting room. Clearly, you've never met a fucking ER doctor nope. or nurse. No. Nope. He looked at them as if to ask if they were waiting on him. By his white coat, you could tell he was a doctor. And obviously, nope, it was the janitor yeah. pretending to be a doctor again. That's what he did sometimes, and yeah. it was mostly just to get laid. He thought that Mac looked pretty cute, especially in his show blacks. Who let... Carl out of the psych ward again! God damn it, Carl! Bye. I'm sorry, he said he'd give me a peanut butter cup if I traded clothes with him. <laughs> no, graham crackers and peanut butter are the <laughs> ultimate snack in the psych ward, man. <laughs> Why does this lion have balls? Just cause. I showed her a picture of a statue. It has balls. Why does this have a penis? Why does that have? It's a troll trump. Uh, the doctor. Oh, wait, hold on. Max stood up and got directly in front of him. How many other people are in this area that are experiencing emergencies? Like everyone. There's a dude with a, like an arrow sticking out of his shoulder. Yeah. Someone literally has their whole foot just like bent the other way. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. There's also the homeless guy who's just sleeping in there because he didn't have anywhere else to go. I'm sorry if that sounds insensitive, but it is an actual trick that they've talked about. Like mm -hmm. also like getting arrested for like petty crime so they can yep. have like a meal and a place to sleep at night. Yep. Sad but true. You know, there's also the guy on bath salts threatening to eat everybody's face. Oh, yeah. He is most definitely naked and hanging from the lighting fixtures. And this is Vegas, too, so yeah. there's also going to be, like, oh, uh, there's going to be... There's definitely going to be so, uh, a there... myriad of people with something stuck up a hole that we do not wish to discuss. There's a drag queen that has, like, a stiletto heel embedded in their thigh or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Someone had an allergic reaction to the glitter. Someone had an allergic reaction to the lube. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Charles also moved in to stand as close to the doctor as possible. The doctor looked uneasy, nervous even, but began to talk anyway. Hello, I am Dr. Schmidt. I'm treating... Mac interjected before Dr. Schmidt could even finish his sentence. How is she? Is Zayd going to be alright? Mac, you need to calm the fuck down. Yeah. Are either of you family? Dr. Schmidt asked, cutting into Mac's panic. I'm her friend. Um, I'm her boy. I'm her boyfriend. Mac fuck stammered. Off, Mac. He knew enough to know the doctor would want to speak to family. He immediately regretted not lying and saying something like fiancé or even husband. They still cannot say. Yeah. Without confirming it. Yeah. Dr. Schmidt pressed his lips together, contemplating whether a friend who might be a boyfriend, he wasn't really sure based on Mac's answer, really qualified enough to get the medical updates. A doctor would immediately be like, no. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, he's not going to think about it. No, yeah. He scratched his head before responding. I really need to be talking to someone in her family since she is unconscious and can't give the okay for me to discuss her condition with you. And Her mother lives in Tennessee, Mac answered, realizing he wasn't even sure exactly where in Tennessee. The best he knew... It was near Nashville, but he knew Nashville wasn't it. Actually, he vaguely remembered Zayd saying something about the fact that Nashville was at least an hour away from her mom. An hour which way? Which way? North, south, northeast, southeast, southwest? <laughs> East, west? West? <laughs> Perhaps I can be of assistance, Charles said hesitantly. Are you related to her? I am her employer. Sorry, that doesn't qualify, Dr. Schmidt said dismissively. Could I speak to you in private, Charles asked, resulting in a death glare from Mac. Whatever you want to tell the doctor, you can say in front of me. Mac I got married oh. at an Elvis wedding. Oh my god, literally? Mac, shut the fuck up. It's an emergency situation. Shut up, you, you fucking jealous little manipulative bitch. All of them are. They're all jealous little manipulative bitches. Mac insisted crossing his arms and putting himself between the two of them. Uh, Security just... would definitely be here by now. Yeah. And this is, you know... Or the ER nurse who hasn't had her fifth cup of coffee is gonna come by and yeet him out herself. Oh, probably. She'll just, like, pick him up by his underwear and carry him. And you know, this was, this was, like, actually a thing that somebody tried to explain to me as a social, a social worker on the internet, is that it is so scary to go into the psych ward because they're so strong and nurses are so weak. I'm like, my mom could put someone three times her size on the fucking ground. Like, do they are full of rage and not as caffeinated as they would wish to be. They will put you six feet under or they will keep you alive. My mom is smaller than me and she's over 50, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm five foot eight. She's like five foot four. And she will put someone on the fucking floor. Not because she studied karate, but because when, you know, when people get sick, they get scared and they start to fight people. Nurses are scary. Yeah. Scary in the good way. <laughs> <laughs> it 
Especially if you're, you know, encountering the people on bath salts who are climbing into the ceiling. <laughs> climbing into the ceiling, becoming one with the chipmunks. They are the <laughs> chipmunk king. They're like either trying to eat someone's face or trying to attack you with an electrical circuit. Like, they, they will put you on the fucking ground. They grab a slipper. They think they, they just attack you with a fucking slipper. Um, because, yeah, this story I was reading was like, I got my hair pulled in the psych ward as a social work. I'm like... Have you had your nose bitten off in the psych ward? I'm like, what the fuck psych ward were you at? I think hair pulling's like the least. It like, was like, I couldn't get away. I couldn't defend myself. Okay, that's because you weren't supposed to fucking be there. Yeah. You were not supposed to be that close to a patient. You got too close to a patient. You weren't paying attention to something. And they somehow got the upper hand on you. If hair pulling is a known thing about a psychiatric patient you either do not wear your hair in a pullable fashion don't get it near them or there's a way that you can hurt their hands to release it's something that people use for um people with you know like autism or something because that's what they'll do mm -hmm. And caregivers get a bunch of their hair ripped out. It's very painful. So, it, yes, medical professionals and caregivers are taught to release hands. Yep. It does not permanently hurt you. It just hurts. The hurts enough to let go. Hurts enough to let go. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's the same thing as, you know, when you... When you grab someone, like, on the hand and squeeze. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, again, going back to Silence of the Lambs, I know it's a fictional fictional book, but Hannibal Lecter is actually based off of someone that the, like, author kind of knew when he was, like, I can't remember what he did at a psychiatric hospital, but he had a stint at a psychiatric hospital where he observed patients. And Hannibal Lecter is based off of a real-life criminal. And that criminal was a doctor. So there, let me just put that out there. But with Hannibal Lecter, like, there's so many steps that they have to go through to make sure that he is secure. Yes. Because one of the things, they say this in the movie, they say this in the book. He, like, ripped, like, he bit a nurse's nose off her face. And that's why they have him wear the hockey mask. Yep. Like, that can actually be a thing. With psychiatric, some psychiatric patients, not all of them. There are, the extent of what I'm talking about are like, this psychiatric hospital is specifically for the criminally insane. Yes. And there are those like the criminally insane who will pull shit like that if they are to that level of just beyond. And then again, there are people that'll either A, like hurt themselves or B, hurt others. But actually, no, I have... I actually have a story. Okay. Uh, one of my coworkers, I think they're a friend of theirs actually worked at a psychiatric hospital. And this is like her favorite story to tell where it was for like kids as well. And there was this one like 12 year old who was having like a kind of like a, a breakdown kind of a fit. And usually there's like a quiet room that they can go to. And he was like, is it wasn't in the quiet room. And this uh, friend of my coworker just goes to the kid. And he's like, this is kind of embarrassing isn't it and she like basically and he like stops he's like can we go to the quiet room now 
Like, she, she kind of, like, does this whole, like, just think, it's kind of embarrassing with all these people around. Mm -hmm. So she just kind of, like, she obviously had, like, some sort of rapport with him, but she managed to coax him enough to, like, get him out of that area towards mm -hmm. another room. Yep. But not all psychiatric wards are going to be like that. Like, psychiatric wards, hospitals aren't going to be like that. It really depends what the severity of your symptoms are. Yeah. So... You know, like, level five is going to be for the people like me, who are dangerous to themselves, but not to other people. So you're going to be put with other people. Yep. I've never, ever seen the inside of a ward for people who are dangerous, because I do not belong there. Yeah. I exactly. It's, they again, they also separate people based on, like, how bad it is, mm -hmm. what they've been known to do and stuff like that and this is a whole other topic of conversation that i know i've gotten into it with people over i'm gonna say it and i'm gonna say it loud and clear right here sending someone to talk it through with someone who is criminally insane or known to be violent is not smart no you will not talk it through no. You will not talk it through. Again, again, I know. Fictional character. But based off of real person. And it's like, you... I've had to put far too many fucking people in their place over this. Because think about how some of the, like, some of the people that are considered dangerous, they're also sociopaths, psychopaths. They know how to manipulate people. They're they also do. narcissistic. They are. Think about how easily they could manipulate someone if they're just going in there and going to talk it down. Mm -hmm. I didn't even think of that one. Yeah. Because also, this is actually an experience with my dad. He blatantly lied to his therapist about how he was doing. You know what else that reminds me of now that you said that? Something like the Craigslist killers. Oh, yeah. They lure you. They lure you in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that, kids. Next time you want to try to come at any of us. We have experience. And, again, I've done probably about five or more stints in the ward. She's our very own girl interrupted. I've lost track. Because, and I'm not embarrassed over it. Yeah. In fact, I make a lot of jokes about it. That's a coping mechanism, guys. Yes. And Probably not the best, but still no. a coping mechanism. But you know what? Karen can still fucking 1v1 me in there, so... <laughs> uh, but really, the graham crackers and the peanut butter hit. So if you're looking for a really good snack in the psych ward, that's my recommendation. It's like, it's like going on vacation. Oh, yeah, the local cuisine. <laughs> the local cuisine of the psych ward peanut butter with graham crackers. Yeah, like, I even eat that now. Like, just... <laughs> It's like being back in the psych ward. Yeah, it's... Oh, it really, really hits, man. Oh my God. <laughs> I always make jokes about the damn strings in my pants. Like, <laughs> They had to take them out. Yeah, I had to take the strings out of my pants. They had to give you shoes that don't have plastic in them and that are soft. I'm like, you know... There's really some, there's really some type of commitment for the psych wards that can't have, like, 
forks or not or like forks knives not even plastic forks and knives you have sporks. to have a spark because they will attack each other or themselves with a plastic utensil they will i'm like you can actually do some you can fuck up someone pretty oh, bad you with a plastic do, utensil you could shanking oh yeah no you can make a shank easily with you that you make a shank out of a toothbrush you can make a shank out of anything yeah oh think about trying to make a shank out of a tampon oh my god I, could that be possible like Maybe. you could if use you it as the handle if you impacted it enough if you impact it but if like you could use that at least as like the handle yeah or if you had like depending on if it was like a plastic yeah like plastic inserter you could easily do something with that and wouldn't be like a wouldn't it be a oh you could easily do that with a mm-hmm. like a plastic tampon so, so they'd have to use cardboard or the ones where you don't have an applicator you just stick it in which sucks so for you know any of our listeners who might have been fed a romanticized view of what's better or what's not better there is a whole other world that you are not being shown because you don't have to deal with it and you should feel thankful for that. Yeah. And we're not ever going to say that, you know, this is like a bragging right and you have it so much easier. Oh yeah, no, we're not like downplaying anyone else's struggles, but it's just this whole like, I've never been to the psych ward. I know people who have been in the psych ward for multiple reasons. Mm-hmm. And you it's been- You can end up there for a lot of reasons. You can, but there's there's so much to it. I haven't just ended up there for suicide attempts. But you know what? Let's just keep reading. Sorry. I'm sorry. We went on to a big tangent. Because it's, it's much more interesting. It is, and this is just a very long chapter that's boring. Okay. Something, something, doctor, something, something, Mac being I'm, a pissy little baby. I am also her, he paused, glancing at Mac. I'm her father. Ba-ba-bum! Yep, that's the that's the that's the plot twist. Um, Charles Spellman is Zade's father. That makes everything so awkward. Mm-hmm. Think about it. It does. Sophia telling about how she was fucking him, and then suddenly, like, Zade didn't get that at first, but then she got, and it was like, oh. And then just the kiss and mm-hmm. oh, and everything else just oh. But I want to point out something that is actually really disturbing that I don't think the author thought of. Okay. Okay. Have you? So there are are actually instances of um, parents and children, or even siblings who have not been raised around each other, developing romantic relationships. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. There are multiple. Cases of I'm stuff like to, I'm gonna plug the lamp in so I okay. can fucking see. But to explain it, there are multiple cases of this stuff happening, and it's an actual like weird phenomena where if a like we're just using this as the example of like a father and daughter relationship, where if the daughter hasn't been raised around the father, it can potentially lead into this just because of 
so much of the f there's so much fucked up shit involved there's so much psychology behind it that it is going to be impossible it go it goes into like the whole electra complex which is the sister of the oedipus complex well the whole entire i actually just studied that in my adolescent psychology class mm -hmm. and the whole idea behind like penis envy and everything and i find it to be utterly ridiculous it's of a concept me. But uh, I still wish I could pee anywhere I wanted to without right. flashback. No, in adolescent psychology, it's believed that girls get penis envy because they believe they have inferior genitals. Yeah. Which... I, I mean, I I guess, like, there's a couple times where I'm like, wow, it would be so much easier to have a penis, you know, in the sense of, like, you know, you could whip it out and pee everywhere. Oh, yeah. That's pretty um, much all I think about, actually, just whipping it out and peeing anywhere. I really want to know what it's like to have an orgasm as a man. Valid question. Yeah. Yeah. Just like how men wonder what it's like to orgasm as a woman. Less cleanup. Less cleanup. Less external cleanup. Less depending. external. Depending. Depending. But it's not like with a guy where it's like, if you jack off, it's just gonna... Everywhere. It's just gonna be there. It could shoot against the wall. Oh my god, it could hit the ceiling. It could hit someone in the face. It could. Yeah. It could go up someone's nose. God damn it. Yep. But, yeah, those are different things but the whole thing it kind of it's a certain cocktail of emotions and psychology that go into shit like this happening i mean i guess you just wonder what it would be like to be the thing you're not i know but specifically with this story oh. the fact that uh i thought you were still referencing i wasn't referencing the penis envy genital envy not not genital envy but with um it makes me feel a lot like it, it it's a little bit weirder. It's so weird just because we catch Charles and Zaid in compromising situations. Mm -hmm. Like they both went to a David Copperfield show together. They had dinner together. And without Mac witnessed this altercation uh, where he, she kissed him on the cheek. Yes, but it like it looked like he was she was going to kiss him on the mouth. Which is like... I can never say that someone's mistaken me doing that to my own father. Oh, yeah, no. It's, um... That's just kind of... Again, it's a psychology that Lainey Sarum didn't think about. She wanted to make drama, but it's just creepy. Really creepy. Because, I mean... And remember, Zaid looks exactly like her mom. Mm-hmm. So think about that. I look exactly like my mom, too. Almost. Same with me. Almost. But... But literally, it's described in the book that Zade is almost a carbon copy of her mother. Yes. But you're not gonna see my dad date someone who looks like me! No. You weird people. I keep getting grossed out because my dad has supposedly dated people, like, my age, and I'm like... Mm. I'd like to leave now. Max started to protest, but then his eyes went wide as he processed the words that Charles had said. Mac turned the words over in his head to make sure he had heard what he thought he had he heard. Wait, what? Zane is bang. <laughs> I shouldn't make that joke, but still. Mac asked in disbelief of the news, eyeing Charles up and down. Like, are you gonna fight him? Like You're... Ultimate Daddy privileges? Mac, do you want to be Zade's father? You can if you marry Della, but... Yeah, that's... 
But that's I mean, a whole that, other ballpark. That, that's a whole other ballpark of establishing dominance. <laughs> Establish dominance against your girlfriend by marrying her. Yeah. By marrying her mom. Thus, you become her dad. Yeah. Thus, when she calls you daddy, it actually has meaning. She she makes you mad. Marry her mom. You are now her parent. You can, can now ground her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Establish dominance. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Charles looked away and then stared at the floor before looking back up at Mac. Charles's eyes, there's no comma. Oh wait, Charles looked directly into Mac's eyes while he spoke slowly and purposefully. Zaid is my daughter. I realized that this may have been the first time Charles had ever said those words out loud. And I wasn't even there to hear them in person. I saw you kiss her, Mac protested. What are you trying to imply? Charles said flabbergasted. Um, you guys were in a very close and cuddly situation that is you far too cuddly for father and daughter. Like, it's okay to snuggle your kids even if they're an adult, but you guys were like... You will never see me looking like that with my dad. You will never think you see two people holding each other and that their kiss is going to be a kiss on the cheek or anywhere else. If the way I'm picturing it, it was like close pelvis to pelvis. It was close enough to misconstrue it. It was close enough to put the idea in his head. Mm-hmm. Now, I know it's like this whole thing with you shouldn't assume because you make an ass out of you and me. But sometimes when you see a certain position, it's like... Is this what it looks like or is this not what it looks like? You know that trope in some shows where it's like someone accidentally falls on someone and it yeah. looks just very compromising? Yep. There's a difference between that and this. Because yep. those are accidents, this wasn't. No. Mac began to breathe heavily before holding up his left hand, extending his pointer finger and shaking his head. He pressed his lips together and looked directly at the floor. Mac pulled his gaze off of Charles and turned to the doctor, who seemed to be more confused than ever. Sorry, Dr. Schmidt, can you give us a moment? Just one moment, I'm sorry to ask. Dr. Schmidt glanced at his watch. Dr. Schmidt ain't got time for no, this. Dr. Dr. Schmidt, Schmidt has stuff to do. Dr. Schmidt wouldn't have been standing here this long in the first place. Dr. Schmidt would have been just like, get yourself, get your heads out of your asses, call me when you actually have some information that I can use, bitches. Gave them both an odd look, but decided that maybe it was best to give them what Mac had asked. Uh, sure, I'll come back in just a minute. There are some test results I need to check on anyway. Yes, he is a doctor. He should have already been gone, like, when this conversation started. Yeah, when the whole I am her father thing started. The doctor turned away from the two men, and this sounds like it could be... It could turn into a Jerry Springer episode at any moment, he mumbled to himself more than to them as he walked away. He's not allowed to say that. He is not allowed to say that. No, and if it was a Jerry Springer moment, Charles would be denying being the daddy. Charles would be denying being the daddy and gloating about how great the sex was. Yeah. With Zade. Yep. Yep. Mac glared at the ground, going back over what he remembered seeing, playing it over in his head. And I threw all my hair in my face. Was that nonsense true, or did you say that for the doctor's sake? 
to get him to give us answers, Matt questioned. Charles shook his head and very seriously responded, It's 100% completely true. Does she, does she know? Mac queried. Yes, Charles said, nodding slowly and in a flat tone. Why do you think she came to our show? She's known for this long? What? Does anyone else know? Mac held Charles in an intense, unblinking glare. I am not aware of anyone else knowing besides her mother, of course. Della knew? Wait, is this why Della didn't want her to go? Wait, how long did Sade know who her dad was? Wait, why wasn't her dad in her life living with them? I'm so I mad. get divorced, but I'm like, what? This isn't even a plot twist. This is just adding in for whatever. It doesn't feel like a plot twist. This is showing that Charles is even more of a piece of shit. But also this shows that extreme nepotism went on with the show because yeah. the only reason Charles paid Zade any time of day was because that's his daughter. Yep. And assuming he's probably very aware of her abilities even before she joined. So he was using Zade. Yeah. Yeah. Charles, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Why? Mac asked, still very confused, his stomach in knots. Why what? Charles asked. He was becoming confused. Why make it such a big secret? I cannot explain most of it to you, but I can say that, well, it was her mother's wish, and I had no choice but to respect it. Oh. Uh, no. 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 Come. You're all fucking adults. Common thing that I also have to get into fights with everyone about. The dad's decision matters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're adults. This isn't a child. And unfortunately, the legal system does not rule in favor of the dads a lot. Not all the time. Only in certain situations will it's will they side with the dad because I think in certain states there are laws where it's like mom has first rights but which I think is kind of sad it is but at the same time there's there can be which can be sad in terms of a situation where the mom is being abusive towards the child but and they still, still get custody yeah but there is plenty of instances of neglect that I hear about. That oh, yeah. The mom is collecting child support and, like, you know, getting your boobs done or oh, buying yeah. a new car. and With the child support money. Yeah. Yeah. There are instances of that There's happening. instances of both parents doing that. Oh, yeah. But, um, the, but the fact that, you know, it's... There's, there will be concrete proof of that and there will still be no investigation into it because... Yeah. The mother takes precedence i think that's trash true but i will say this in my case i'm glad that the mother has precedence just because my dad is an abusive piece of shit that's a and different scenario i'm talking about you know i know two parents who just separated but i was gonna say like um with my mom caught wind of my dad potentially kidnapping me and my brother when we were still kids mm. and the reason she got the divorce was so she could have some sort of right mm -hmm. in terms of, like, if something happened, there would be consequences against him. Yes. 
And I know, like, it, there is a thing where parents do kidnap the children, even yep, if they're still together. Yeah, it's a very common thing, It's actually. a weirdly common thing. Mo- a majority of kidnappings are that scenario. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, I've heard of other, like, one of the TikTokers I followed, like, her husband, that happened to her husband, except it was the mom that took, it, like, her husband mm-hmm. as a child, changed his name, and changed so much about him, and it's like he didn't realize that he was a missing kid. Yeah. And I'm like, that is fucked up but yeah my mom specifically got divorced from my dad so like that couldn't happen my parents didn't get divorced while i was still under 18 so i didn't have to decide who i was gonna live with yeah so yeah fun stuff fun stuff wish is a polite way of putting it Excuse me, holy Christ, that scared me. Could have fooled me. It was only recently that Zayd found out I was her father, and that's why she came to work with us, Charles responded in a very matter-of-fact tone. Jesus, I got the hiccups. Oof. Wouldn't it have been more interesting if, like, Charles were somehow the villain in the story? I would. Funny that she grew up to do magic just like you, Mac relaxed a little as he spoke. Well, her mother does do this, do something similar to what she does. That is how we met. I thought you guys were having an affair, Mac confessed. <laughs> Same. She has been spending so much time with you lately, I guess. She didn't want to get to know you well, but not for the reasons I thought. Max seemed to be lost in thought as he uttered the last part of the sentence. Okay. Okay. It is completely okay to make a mistake and a misconception. Yeah. But again, with the descriptor in place... It didn't sound like... No. 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 He was thinking over all the things that in the past few days hadn't sat well with him, but now made total sense. Hardly from what it sounds like, Charles concluded. Mac was still mulling over all the details of recent events, and his mind had stopped on the one detail that couldn't be explained so easily if Zayd was Charles's daughter. I saw you kiss her, though. Charles cocked his head to the side before asking, you did? Are you sure? Charles looked directly at Mac with his eyebrow raised. He was trying to figure out for himself what Mac could have seen that looked like they had made out, because he positively had not made out with his daughter. Of that, that he was you... there, why would you go directly to making out? Right. Here's the thing. The fact that he has to think about this Yeah. Thing, um... Just, this is just a The fact that you have to think about that, I can say with 100% absolute certainty right now that I've never made out with my dad. I don't or have to think about it. Or been in a situation that makes it look like it. What the fuck, Serum? What the fuck daddy complex do you fucking have here? Established dominance traumatize your dad. <laughs> traumatize your boyfriend. Traumatize everyone. <laughs> Traumatize the audience while you're at it. Well, Mac thought 
through what he had actually seen. <sighs> sort of thinking out loud. Well, no, I saw you lean into what I thought was to make out with her, and then I couldn't bear to watch, so I turned away. Hey, wasn't this like a plot in a terrible Lifetime movie where mm -hmm. this girl claimed to be the long-lost daughter of the husband, and it turns out they weren't actually related, but they were having a torrid affair? Yeah. Yeah. That's gross. Yep. Taking that to a new extreme. It was when you were in the office earlier and you were both saying how you loved each other. You can say I love you to whoever the fuck you want. You can, but the way that it was said was kind of weird. Yeah. Very. I definitely don't say I love you to my mom the same way I said I love you to like you or Elliot. Yeah. It's two different variants. Yeah. It's like, um, I'm not, look, I will tell my cat that I love her more than anything else in the world, but I yes. won't tell my mom I love her more than anything else in the world. I love my mom. Yeah. That's just a solid thing. It's like, I love my mom because she's my mom. Because she's great. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of different ty types of love in this world, people. But I love my cat so much, I would cry if anything happened to her. I would literally die for my cat. Like, no idea. It's like... I just, I just love my cats. Hold on, I need to show you a picture of Booker being... Hold, I just need a... So, I saw something in the kitchen the other day. Okay. And I kept getting closer. Oh my. And closer. Oh. <laughs> How did you get up there? He jumps. Oh my god. Look at him. He's sitting on top of the damn coffee maker. It's a tiny coffee maker. And, and he's, he's a, a big boy. He's a big, round, fat, chunky cat. <laughs> He's so chunky. Charles nodded and smiled. He knew exactly the time frame Mac was speaking about. Oh, you would have spied on us just a moment long if you would have spied on us just a moment longer. You would have seen her kiss me on the cheek. I am sorry you misunderstood and that caused you pain. Why does this sound like just an elaborate way to get away with cheating? Right, this sounds like gaslighting. <laughs> this sounds like gaslighting. <laughs> Charles's explanation was short, to the point, and polite. They are just gaslighting <laughs> the gas fuck out of Mac. I know. Mac, feeling pretty foolish, ran his fingers through his hair as he thought through all the times he had misread. That conversation you had with me that one day... Makes much more sense now, too. No, he still threatened you. He still threatened your fucking job. He threatened you. He threatened your job. It doesn't matter that you're dating his daughter. He didn't no. make that clear, but it still wouldn't matter. No. Because having that talk is so archaic and bullshitty. I hear, I hear a cat. A cat. <laughs> <laughs> See how in sync we are. I think I think it was potato butt. Oh, I see a potato butt. Hammer. Oh, 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 he runs away from me. He doesn't like you. <laughs> He's being a stair goblin. He's being a stair goblin. He's being a stair goblin. What a goblin. He is a goblin. Uh, he is a goblin baby butt. Who only loves Merc because Merc is their parent. Merc is his yes. parent. Mark is Tater Tot's parent. Mac said thoughtfully, then his whole attitude sank. I yelled at her tonight. 
We got into a big fight right before the illusion. Now everything she said makes sense. She wasn't lying and I wouldn't listen. Oh. Nothing oh. was even being explained. It was just... It was just them exacerbating each other's anger. Yeah. Can I try and kidnap Tater Tot? Yes. I need a cat. Oh, hey, there's a berry. Oh my gosh, take all of them. Ugh. You feel so chunky. He's a chunky. Hello, chunky. Is he grunting at you? I don't think so. Look, I just need a cat break. Mm hmm. My cat's not here right now, Barry. You have to suffer just a little. Oh, he I heard a little. that one. He grunted. Oh, Tay. Oh, Barry. I almost called him Tater Tot. No, I just need to hug the cat. Why do we have hands? So we can pet the cat, love the cat, surrender all worldly possessions. Yes. To the cat. <laughs> She wasn't lying and I wouldn't listen. I just walked away. I was so upset I couldn't even run Maine during the show. I had Cam do it. You weren't on board when we did the creation illusion? That's a stupid name and you should feel ashamed of yourself, Charles. A panic look crept across Charles's face. Oh. Oh, I have to reference the same exact thing that you're gonna have to bleep out in the last episode, but she kissed the young version of her father! Uh, I don't wanna think about it! She kissed her dad on the lips. Oh, well, it was an illusion. It was the younger version. It doesn't matter! But what, how, how did that even happen? Was that an illusion or was that a solid being? What happened? There's too many questions and not enough answers. Barry, do you have the answers? No, you don't. You're just a cute little fluffy cat and you're so cute. And the and the thing can still hear me, I guess, even though I'm laying on the bed. <laughs> I had to move. A panic look crept across Charles's face when he echoed what Mac had said. He stepped even closer toward Mac. No, why? Mac asked, wondering what not being on the board had to do with anything. Charles swallowed and paused for a moment before responding. I think I may have an idea of what's causing Zayd's health issues. Barry stole my spot. He did. He's he, a very good worker. He's so good at working. Mac looked confused again. Dr. Schmidt returned to the room. Oh, we're in a room? They're in a room? I guess. It's not the waiting room? I guess not. What? Looking about first to make sure that things had calmed down. Mac and Charles both looked over at him, ready to hear what was going on. And I said, hey, yeah, 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 hey, yeah, 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 I said, hey, what's going on? Something else really important and alarming happened at the exact moment. Of course, I was the only one who knew it was important, and so it wasn't. Till I was pulling memory as long after the fact that I saw it. The girl who had stopped me that day in the parking garage, finally coming back. What? Of the mall. The one who pinned me to the wall using magic with a K. Arrived at the hospital. What? 
Not only did I find out that she was there, but she seemed to make a point of being seen when she didn't have to. By who? By all of them? She can't pull memories from people who aren't close to her. So apparently Charles and Max saw her, I guess. Enough to where she would stick out that much. I mean, she sounds recognizable. Fair enough. I just picture her with, like, really orange hair. Me too. Yeah. Which led me to believe she knew I would look later, at least someone would. And I would see her. That's such bullshit. I know. That's such deus ex bullshit. I still have no idea why she was there or why she purposefully wanted to be seen. She wanted to flaunt that she was fucking your dad. Sure. And your boyfriend. She was gonna fuck the doctor. She's gonna fuck everyone, she's including gonna, her mom. She's gonna fuck everyone in this whole hospital over your unconscious body. Yep. Established it's, dominance. It's gonna be real Bukaki soon. Jesus. Jesus. Um. What I do know is that when Dr. Schmidt came back into the room and had made his way over to where Charles and Mac were standing close together, the mystery girl made a point of pushing her way between them and past the doctor. How many points does she have to make? Right? Also, where are they? They're not in a Are they in a Oh, well, I'm, I'm about to answer that. Cool! She could have easily walked around them in the almost empty waiting room. That's bullshit in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. That is bullshit. That's bullshit at any hospital. Bullshit. Well, actually, when I went to the ER that one time, it was relatively empty. Fair enough. And not been seen at all. She had made sure to burn a spot in Mac's memories, and that was the only way she actually pushed him out of the way, out of her way. As I looked through Mac's thoughts and tried to process, it is so fucking hot in here, dude. Holy shit. I know. That's why I had to move. Okay, I'm taking over again, because again, this chapter is so fucking long. We finally broke 300. We're almost to the end of it. There's there's going to be... There, it's going to be around there, around the corner. We're almost there. We're almost there. So we just got with uh, uh, Miss Miss whatever her name is. Uh, Apparently needing to make herself prominent. Uh, why isn't she... I know... I, we know that she set her up to be like an antagonist in a, a future book, but that is yet to happen. Um, she had made a burn spot. Make sure to burn a spot in Max's memories. Something like that. That's why I think this might be Clara. Honestly, it would make the most sense, but he would recognize her. But the thing is, maybe Mac did, but he didn't say anything because of the situation. But so. Charles would have said something. That's true, too. So I don't know what the fuck is going on. Why even mention someone like Clara Faust if you're never going to mention them again? I don't fucking know. We already had that conversation. We did, and I will keep bringing it back. Um, she was gone as quickly as she arrived. They were paying attention to Dr. Schmidt. Riley is probably getting railed somewhere by both Zeb <laughs> and Tad. So, father, correct? Dr. Schmidt asked, awaiting confirmation from both Mac and Charles. From both of them? Yeah, I guess they're both the daddy. They looked at each other first and then back to the doctor and nodded. Charles smiled slightly. Yes, and you can speak in front of Mac. 
Oh, she just broke a rule in writing. What? What did she do? She didn't give, uh, she didn't give the doctor or Charles their own paragraph oh, with speaking. God. Dr. Schmidt began talking to them, using his hands to describe what was going on. Mace basically doing the whole, like, hole and then putting his finger into it repeatedly because yes. that's what's definitely going on somewhere with Tad, Riley, and Zeb. She's stable for the moment, but I can't guarantee there to be permanent situation. Wait, I can't, but I can't guarantee that to be a permanent situation unless I can figure out what's causing this. And right now, I really haven't a clue. There is internal trauma and bleeding that I can't even figure out. We can't seem to place where it's coming from or why. I just have no idea. There is nothing broken, and frankly, it doesn't look like she even bumped into anything hard. It's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. They don't know where the bleeding is coming from? That's quite a consistent problem in the medical world. Yeah. Zayd, you're not fucking special. Yep. So what are the options? Mac asked anxiously. The panic and stress in his voice were evident and almost, overwhel and almost overwhelmed me. God, I fucking hate this. I hate this. Dr. Schmidt swallowed hard and flattened his lips, into a flattened his lips in frustration. I never thought I would say this, but I'm currently... Wishing Dr. House was a real person. It's definitely the kind of case that he would solve. I'm going to fucking kill myself. Sorry. Please don't. Don't leave me here. Don't leave me alone with this book. Oh my god, it keeps going. That's not very reassuring, Max sighed, glaring at the doctor and looking rather upset with that comment. Who is Dr. House? And should I know him? Oh, Charles asked, Thank showing his lack Charles. of pulp, pop culture knowledge. Charles never watches TV and lives in his own world to a certain extent in that regard. His home is literally just full of mirrors and him looking at himself in every single reflection. Is that part of the book or what you added? It's what I added. Okay. <laughs> he, was a fictional he was a fictional doctor on a TV show, Mac explained. He knew that Charles was pretty out of the loop on subjects of this nature, no matter how popular or well-known they were to most people. When Charles go, goes to big events with famous people, he frequently must be told by his assistant who someone is and why they are considered famous. He's good at pretending to know in those cases. Mac knew he would need to, exp he would need to explain why that answer was far from reassuring. You don't need to! This is stupid! He solved impossible cases no other doctor could. The ones that were crazy, unusually rare, and unfathomable. Wasn't one of them just because a kid swallowed a toothpick? Yeah, there was another one where someone, like, broke her toe. There was also another one where someone had bubonic plague because of fleas on a dog. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, the cases aren't, like, all weird. No. It's just, like, the explanation is just simple. Yeah. But, like, the symptoms are... Because that's what it, it, it they're over-dramatizing it because, again, it's, like, the medical thing, but it's, and like... people misrepresent symptoms all the time. Oh, yeah. No, that's why they always ask, like, so many certain questions, why certain, like, that's why, like, certain things could be misconstrued as one thing and another thing, and it just goes on from there. Like, the whole entire reason that they didn't immediately think that my appendix was ruptured when I was... That was actually what was true... Was because I didn't have a fever. Yeah. Not everyone's body is the same. Exactly. 
Look, I'm not trying to late. Look, I'm try. I'm not trying to make light of the matter. Doctor Schmidt assured them. I'm simply not usually stumped like this. We're doing everything we can. She's a healthy young woman. There seems to be no explanation for this condition. We are running all kinds of tests. As soon as I know anything more, I'll let you know. Can we see her? Mac pleaded, concerned the doctor would say no. Yeah, I think that would be okay. Right this way. False. Dr. Schmidt motioned for them to follow him out of the waiting room. They all walked down a long hall and into the hospital room in the ICU unit. She probably wouldn't be in the ICU at this point if she hasn't experienced surgery. Wouldn't they just say ICU versus ICU unit because ICU means ICU, intensive care yeah, unit. Yeah, it's a literal fucking unit. So oh they, she literally just said intensive care unit unit. <laughs> the image of me lying on the bed unconscious with IV lines and tubes sticking out of me was hard enough for me to bear. Bear. The scene was far worse for Mac and Charles. Mac stopped in the middle of the room and for a few moments couldn't move. He'd never seen anyone he cared about like that and it was pretty shocking for him. Charles came closer and ran his hand over my hair. It was right then that his phone started to ring. Startled, he pulled his phone out of his pocket, apologizing to Mac and the doctor for the disturbance. However, when he saw the name on the caller ID, his expression turned to shock as he quickly answered. Hello? Hello! Hey! Della! Hang on! Oh, shit. Charles looked directly at Mac, still looking pretty startled by the phone call itself. It's a mom! I'm going to step out in the hall. Come get me if anything happens, like, uh, if... I don't know, something starts shooting out of her eyes or something. I don't know. Just call me if something interesting happens and nothing boring. I don't want to know if she's, like, still asleep. Yeah, of course. Mac nodded, overwhelmed by the entire situation as it seemed to get stranger and stranger. Curious, I'm curious, yeah. Charles quickly shut the door behind him and began to pace up and down the long corridor, but never moving too far from my door. Della, I was just getting ready to call you! How bad is she? Della asked, the pain and anguish in her voice palpable through the phone. How do you even know? Charles questioned. You seriously didn't just ask me that? Della snapped back harshly. Right, sorry, it's still a question. I'm just stressed and somewhat beside myself. I'm not used to feeling this helpless. Della, the doctors don't know what's wrong and they don't know what to do. Of course they don't. You didn't really expect them to, did you? She scoffed through her voice, did soften a little. I never know what to expect. Maybe you should come up here or down here or wherever here because uh, Jason, Tennessee, I'm pretty sure we're a little bit more southwest, southwester. <laughs> no, you need to bring her here as fast as you can. Tell them whatever you want. Just get her down here and bring that boy, Mac, with you. I may need him too. Excuse me? Is this about to be human sacrifice? I guess. <laughs> terrifying. Oh, Jesus. Wait, you can't come up to us? That would be safer for her, Charles pleaded. Charlie, I need my tools and my altar and all that is here. Do you understand? I can't do what I need to in a hospital room with people everywhere. The best thing for her and her best chance is for you to bring her to me as soon as possible. You know, this is where a portable altar would come in handy, Della. It would. Also, you can't just tell a hospital that... You can't just remove her from a hospital, yeah. No. Especially if she has all this support, like, hook, like if she has all this support that's being hooked up to is her she and she needs conscious? it. Is she even conscious? Is she even breathing on her own? Yeah. Those are questions. You can't, like, you 
there's just so much wrong with this. Charles was silent for a moment, breathing into the phone. Trust me, Charles. I looked. This is what has to be done. I could tell that my mother was trying to sound kind, even though she was being forceful. She could, she could die, couldn't she? Damn it, there goes my meal ticket. <laughs> Charles asked. He hated the question. He hated the words and tasted like vomit coming out of his mouth. It hurt every inch of him, and his ears began to burn, waiting on the answer. The only thing worse than asking the question was the anxiety of waiting on the answer. He had to ask, but he had to know what the odds were. Don't tell me the odds! There was a long pause of silence. What Charles couldn't see was that Della was sitting at a table with her cards out. She had to use her cards to tell that her daughter was in a hospital. That's not how tarot works. That's not how tarot works. I had to assume that she had lit a candle on the table as well, and some already laid out, and some cards already laid out. Did she light the black candle or I whatever think so. it is? But she's not a virgin. Della closed her eyes and breathed in deeply, shuffling the remainder of the cards in her hands. She laid out three cards and placed them on top of one another. The card of another card that's already laying on the table. She examined the cards carefully as if she were deciphering a code. It's kind of how reading cards goes. Oh, wow. Thank I mean, you. kind of, but not really. No. For everyone, it's different, but there is a mixture of reading the cards and what they may mean individually, but also how they relate to each other. How they come up in what order and what situation and even how the question... I feel like we already went through this. We kind of did. And asked, I'll make a difference in what they mean and say... Your guides are sent sending messages, and it even depends on what all they and what all they want to tell you versus the lessons you may need to learn on your own. Beyond that, when you are someone like my mom, and to a lesser extent me, who can actually see the future, or at least that is a mixed in with what you can see and hear, sometimes you can get very clear and direct answers, and other times they can be much more vague. We all have destiny to deal with. Destiny with tap capital D. The D stands for my dick. Yes. We all have some of that. Some things are just born to do. It's not all destiny with a capital D, though some things are open and subject to free will. Only sometimes can you change your destiny. Not with capital D, but that is hard. And a subject for another time and later in a later book. It is possible to change it for the better or mess it up. Wait, you said earlier that it wasn't you couldn't. You said earlier that you couldn't. You said earlier that you couldn't. Ah, uh, she retconned again. Yep. When you learn your lessons, you move to new ones, kind of like levels in a video game. There are simply so many variables, which is sometimes, which is why sometimes some readings are crystal clear and others are more like educated guesses. The sounds became deafening, and Charles got impatient. Della, you need to tell me something soon. I'm I'm running out of minutes on my on my phone. I they don't they don't roll over. No, I I'm just a cheap asshole this way. I mean, I used my own daughter for like publicity and a new show, basically. Charles moaned, wondering if he had lost the connection on the phone. They won't give me a clear answer. The only thing they will say is that you need to bring her down here or up here or yes. wherever here is. The faster you get her up here to me, the better her chances are of making it. It's a waning moon tonight, and tomorrow at least that will help. What does this? What does this have to do with it? Look, I get moon cycles mean something, but you have to be clearer than that. That just sounds like you're saying it to be cool. Yeah. 
Which it sounds lame. You just throw out fucking waning moon and I'm like, oh yeah. I totally get what that means. Charles knew about Della's arts to know what meant what she meant when she mentioned the moon. With some kind of spells and whatnot, if the moon is waxing, then it will affect what you are doing in certain ways. And when it is waning, things will be affected, but in the opposite way. Oh my god, this is such We're a- getting a lesson on what the moon means. Oh my god! Um, also, I feel like a full moon would be a better time yeah. for this. Me too. But then again, she doesn't explain her magic system effectively at all. Nope. So now we're just throwing out moon cycles. Waxing means it's getting bigger on its way to becoming a full moon, and waning means it's already a full moon and it's going away. If you were trying to start something with a love love interest, for instance, waxing moons are best. Though, for getting rid of a, say, a broken heart that's taken away, a waning moon is good. I've never heard of this in my life. It's... I think it... The thing is, like, moon cycles do have an effect on actual, like, nature and of itself. Well, and I do believe... Yeah, and yeah. it is, like, a thing where witches will put like, jars of water out for the full moon, Mm -hmm. so they can use, like, moon water and spells and stuff. Yes. I don't... I'd have to look up this, actually, to, like, be certain of it, so I'm not gonna comment on it, really. Yes. But I've never heard of, like, you know, in the sense of relationship. It's probably a thing somewhere. It's probably a thing, but it's... The fact that she has to equate it to a relationship when we're dealing with a medical situation, it's stupid. That one's just really not reaching me, man. Oh my god. Get ready for this next sentence. Oh, for gods, I don't want to. Hey, okay, I'll get her out here. We'll take my private jet, and by my private jet, I mean my RV that I got at that one police auction. Nice. They used to smuggle over cocaine over the Mexican border. <laughs> we can be there by midday tomorrow, I think. Midday? You have a private fucking jet. How long <laughs> does it take to fly from Las Vegas to Tennessee, you know, I'm gonna look it up. Not even that long. I'm gonna look it up. She's forcing me <laughs> to look it up. I'll just keep talking. I don't even want to know why you have a private jet, but I'll start getting things ready. Hey, thanks, Stella. I'll see you soon. Charles put his cell phone back into his pocket. Looking around for only a couple moments, he spotted Dr. Schmidt in front of my room with a chart. Charles figured it was a good time as any to make his move. Dr. Schmidt, we have uh, found a specialist that I'd like to take Zade to. I'd like to have her dis-tar- discharged. What, hos- what hospital? He has a private practice in Tennessee. Came highly recommended from my personal physician. Your daughter is dying and you want me to discharge her so you can take her to a private practice in Tennessee? Dr. Schmidt was obviously appalled that Charles was even suggesting a thing, as you should. Yes. I'm sure he was thinking that Charles must have been a lunatic, or at the very least a little insane, to want to remove me from the hospital. Yeah. Charles affirmed he was doing his best to be polite, but there was strong conviction in his voice. What kind of specialist? Dr. Schmidt questioned him. He thought the whole thing sounded a little fishy, and it did. This is why you have to confirm if they're actual relatives. Um, it takes about five hours. So if it is... How long does it take for him to, like, get his private jet go? I mean, you have to think about how long it'll take to get the jet going, to get a pilot going. Well, the pilot's on call with the private jet. That's true. 
but it, you have to consider like how long it's going to take to like get them there, that sort of thing, to get things prepped, runway, that sort of stuff, weather. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know how private jets work. Me neither, because we're fucking poor. We're poor as shit. But that's the duration of the time it takes to fly. Five hours. So definitely not that long. You can get there by midnight. But depending on what time it is. Uh, Charles had spent enough time constructing a convincing story, but it was too late now. You just had to go with what came to mind. In internal specialist! By that I mean my dick! <laughs> Charles asserted, expecting Dr. Schmidt to respond. The doctor just stared at him as if he had said pigs could fly. Charles decided to push a little more. I know you're a great doctor, but you already admitted you're not sure what to do at this point. You're not even sure what's wrong. Our specialist thinks he does. Charles realized he might need to make up a name for this supposed specialist and hoped Dr. Schmidt didn't ask him for any more specifics. Uh, you're gonna need specifics. Yep. You're gonna need specifics, too, because you can't just pop her in a private jet. Nope. It's, it's more complicated than that. The you also can't you know, as a doctor, because if they take her and she dies... They could be li They're liable for yeah. it, basically. Also, what they would have to do is pack her in an ambulance. That. Or, again, airlift her. Yep. In a specialized, like, type of plane. Yep. That's, that's how it would work. Yep. You can't... Oh my god, that's so stupid. He realized he really should have Googled a few things and thought his thought this through a little more before he approached him. He usually planned things out with precision, but he was trying to get me out of the hospital into my mom as fast as he could. The words, get her here as soon as you can or she can die, kept echoing in his head. Della, why don't you fucking just send some magic over here? Della, why can't you hop on a, why can't you just hop on the private jet? Why can't, you can, uh, you know, her altar and her tools are all in Tennessee. There's stuff that you can do. And the thing is, an altar in a house, your altar is like... Isn't that more of a, uh, a safe place? It's kind of... Think of it like a church. Yeah. Almost like a church. Almost. I don't want to go into specifics because I don't know all the things. Yes. But your altar is usually where your prayers happen at and all that. And by the way, it's sounding like it's like, yes, it sounds like she's going to do some sort of weird blood sacrifice. <laughs> but at the same time... If it's just a conduit for the magic, you can, like, do it elsewhere. Also, it would make more sense to go to Las Vegas versus Tennessee. I feel because like it'll, like, the time. Energy. Well, the time difference. Oh, yeah. There's a time difference. Also, the moon cycles can vary a little bit. So, you might have more luckier chances in a place where the sun sets a little later. Yes, you are absolutely right. That and Zade's home for almost a whole year was in Vegas, so there might be more energy there for her. And kind of doing it in her, in Zade's personal space might be more of a help. Mm -hmm. Instead of this whole convoluted bullshit of getting her to Tennessee. I'm not done yet. I know. <laughs> I'm not done yet, and I'm already done. I'm done. I'm just done with my feelings. Even though my mother never said those exact words, Charles knew what she meant. He also thought about the idea of losing his daughter so soon after he, she had come back into his life, and that thought crippled him. 
Dr. Well, Schmidt. Charles, you were the one who didn't... You didn't stay. You were the one that left, or we don't know how it happened exactly. Dr. Schmidt looked at Charles dubiously. He didn't think that this was a smart idea in any regard. It's really not. He stared directly at Charles and deeply into his eyes, and after a long, hard look, responded, Take me now, Charles Spellman. Woo! I want your dick deep inside me. Woo! You have to sign a release that you understand this may very well kill your daughter. He muttered something about how he didn't need a lawsuit from the whole situation. He's right. Yeah, he also admitted that he knew that Charles was famous, and even though very calm at the moment, he didn't know what would happen later, especially if I died. Who knew what he or my mom might do, to, do at that point? He didn't want my death to be his responsibility. Not a problem. What about her mother? You think her mom will have an issue with this? We're doing this at her mother's. We're doing this at her mother's request. We're doing this at her mother's request. Trust me, <laughs> she's a very bossy bitch. <laughs> I can get you on the phone with her if you need. Against my better ju judgment and professional opinion, I'll go get you the AMA form. I will need her mother to sign it as well. We can send her that form and we can fax it back. Uh, Dr. Schmidt gave Charles another very long look before nodding slightly and walking away to begin the paperwork and to prep his asshole so he could get railed really hard by this oh, man. Yeah. Thank you, said Charles. <laughs> his voice sounded a little bit hoarse because he kept doing that ridiculous voice. Della always told him that it was stupid, but he wanted to keep doing it because he it thought it made him sound cool and a little bit like a foxy grandpa. Yeah. The conversation had gone smoother than he had expected. He was relieved that Dr. <laughs> Schmidt had asked, bless you, Thank you, asked any more questions. Pretty, pretty sure Della, pretty sure Dr. Schmidt could tell he wasn't going to talk Charles out of it. Which is why he didn't put up a bigger fight. Charles looked out the window, leaning near the glass, looking very heavy heart, looking very heart heavy. Heavy hearted, heart heavy. I wouldn't even use that as a description. Looking very... Distraught. Distraught, forlorn, disheveled. Exhausted. Yeah. Perplexed. Troubled. Just, yeah. Discombobulated. That's my favorite. Good one. He took a deep breath and was thinking about what he should tell Mac when Mac stepped out in the hallway. Mac constantly tells something was more was wrong, or at least bothering Charles and that decisions were weighing heavy on him. What's wrong? Mac inquired. Nothing more than already wrong. Nothing more than what is already wrong. We're making a change, Charles said, trying to sound positive. Change? Mac, Mac queried, unsure what Charles meant. Per her mother's request, we're taking Zade to Tennessee, because she's the only 10 I see. <laughs> mother feels that only in Centertown will she stand a real chance of survival and recovery. Charles knew that that what he was saying was vague and would sound very strange. He hoped Mac would trust him enough to just go along with the new plan. Why? What or who is in Centertown, Tennessee, of all places? Her mother. I thought you knew that, you slow fucking idiot. <laughs> uh... What's her mother able to do? This isn't exactly the kind of issue that mom's homemade chicken soup fixes. He's right. <laughs> True. 
Zade's mother can do quite a bit, son. Far beyond chicken soup for the teenage soul, which I assume is all the medicine that you ever were given, son. Far beyond chicken soup. She will give you such great head, you will not be able to... <laughs> I don't know where that's going. She'll give you such great head, you won't be able to see straight for five weeks. Yes. I should know this happened to me, and that's how Zade came to be. <laughs> You have to learn. <laughs> Can't do the voice anymore. It's so gravelly. It hurts my throat. It's okay. You have to do more about. You have to learn more about this family. For starters, as you will soon see, I'm actually the one with the least amount of ability. Well, I'm not sure if I understand what you're saying, but if you're taking her somewhere, I'm going with you. Of course, you definitely should come. You're needed anyway. Charles nodded. And For the blood sacrifice. <laughs> For the blood sacrifice, we're gonna cut off your penis and throw it in the fire. <laughs> And then Zade will give birth to the Antichrist. What the fuck? Netflix. <laughs> uh, Charles was about as pleased with himself as he could be considering the circumstances. He took credit for spending the whole thing to Mac in a way where Mac wanted to come with them, even though, in reality, Mac would have probably wanted to come regardless. Della had told him to get Zade out of the hospital and make sure that Mac would also be heading to Tennessee with them. And, in short order he had succeeded in both of those tasks and fairly quickly and for that he was grateful needed mac asked he was beginning to feel like he had walked into something bigger than he expected his eyes narrowed as he waited for an answer charles nodded confidently needed end of chapter that uh took a long time jesus christ it took a very long time the second part is longer than the first part, and, and uh, my throat hurts now. Probably because we just went on so many damn tangents. It's because this is boring. It is boring. It's boring as shit. I mean, it ended on an interesting cliffhanger, at least. Kind of. I mean, if this was a better book, yeah, but... We know where this is going. Yep, we know where it's going. Well, it's chapter 16. There are 21 chapters... We're, we just reached 300. We have, like, over 100 more pages. No, wait. No, we don't. Yeah, we kind of... Actually, yeah, we do have, like, over 100 more pages to go because... Well, we're reading the acknowledgement for sure at the end, and that goes on for... <laughs> she includes that in the page numbers, too. Hmm. Which... I'm not counting because that's just padding the book and that seems unfair. Yeah, then we have to do the same thing with Sky Turner's whatnot in the beginning. Yeah, hold on, wait. She also added the sequel part to the next book in here. So what? There's actually... It actually ends on page 413, so yeah, we have about 100 pages. Oh my god. We have a This is 100 pages. Oh my god. How is this 100? That looks like so much. I know. But yeah, uh, we're getting there. But in 100 pages, we have, like, what, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. We have a we have lot of shit to unpack. We have six more chapters to go in 100 pages. So those chapters are going to be short, I'd assume. Yeah. Um, 100 divided by 6 is roughly 60 pages. No. <laughs> Am I right? It's, uh, is it 15? 6 times 15? 13 plus 60? Hold on. Hold on. No, it's like we have 100 pages divided by... 30 plus 60. It's 90. Yeah. So roughly, 
They should be about 15 pages or so each. Okay, so 15 pages, roughly, for give or take. Yeah. So they're not going to be very long. They're not going to be very interesting, I'm assuming. It's going to be wrapping things up. Literally, she... she there's so much wrong with this. I'm tired. Same. I'm fucking tired, man. I'm so tired. We're almost done, though. I know. <laughs> We're almost done. We're almost there. You know what? The view is better be astronomical. <laughs> <laughs> Only kidding. Only kidding. I long to hear you. I owe. I'm bound away. Cross the wide Missouri. She's a mighty river, I owe you rolling river, when she rolls down, her topsail shivers, I I'm bound 